Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, Prano. Hello, Andy. I almost said something when I about said what? It. I almost said coming to you live from Swift Cincinnati. She's here, Joey. Oh, she's in town. <laughs> what they're how's calling that, it how's that going where is she playing the the bengal stadium yeah tomorrow and saturday apparently almost added a third show and like, like this is all new for me like just what just, is just seeing reading the stuff on the you know local news Swift, and like swifty mania it's insane go out to your local bars and restaurants uh the nights that she's performing, Andy, that's the time to go. You for a for a Karen free environment, all the Karens will be stuck at Cincinnati Bengals Stadium. But like it's also teenagers, obviously. Like, oh yeah. This this oh, okay, yeah. no, okay, so it's, you know it's more about like, this than me. I'm, I know way too much about it, Andy. So I I, I have so many questions. Fire I'm like away. I'm like, okay, like I know somebody's like, oh, I'm taking my 11-year-old daughter. I'm like, cool. You know, like that makes sense. You're going with your 11-year-old daughter. But Passing then, on the trauma to the next generation. <laughs> but then I see in, like. In, you know, inducting your your the, your next of kin into the cult of, of woe is meanness. See, I couldn't name, no lie. I don't know if I can name a single Taylor Swift song. Try. You can name one, right? I, I, and I'm not. This isn't for show. Um, I know. I don't think I can. I know. Like, she had an album, 1989, the year she was born. That that she does have an album, 1989. Is there a song, 1989? I uh, I think there is. Maybe I don't know. Can't say for sure. I really don't know that much about her music in general. I mean, you know, "Shake It Off," right? Oh yeah, that's, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Okay. That that's... was the one. That was the one I referenced when I made my. Uh, Instagram clip after some woman on the subway said that she was the Bob Dylan of our of our generation. I said Bob Dylan wrote, and then I quoted from fucking you know a great Bob Dylan song. And then I said, and Taylor Swift wrote, "Haters gonna hate, 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 shake it off." So I was like, can we just maybe not fucking do this? So like, what is her appeal? Oh, Andy, why, why you trying to like? Are you trying well, to trigger a rant this morning? No, no. I, I, I and I, and but nothing, I don't, nothing. I don't say that sarcastic. Everything, I, I'm Andy, just asking. Everything in your life that has gone wrong is not your fault. You're a great person. You have a great heart, and you care about people. Everybody else is doing you wrong all the time. Everything, money trouble, it's not your fault. It's because you're a woman. Boyfriend trouble, men are trash. They're garbage. They're all out to fucking cheat on you and treat you poorly. Your family's not good. 
That's their fault. It's all. It's the most. It's the most unreflective. Everybody is is out to get you. Every boyfriend screwed me over. I'm. I, I imagine if I was a man, how great my life would be if I was a man. But like the reason I asked that is, and, I, and again, I'm not. I wasn't even saying that sarcastically. I was saying that genuinely. It's like I understand why. Like Madonna became such a global thing, or Lady Gaga. Like, like I could cite things that stand out in their careers or in their personality or the show that they do. I'm just using those two as an example. Yeah, I, well, I just now, like now. Like, now the thing is, listen, we're this is a good place that we're at as a society in that like more people are seeking help for their like mental health and sure. therapy and going to talk to them. Okay, so. For those people who are really like, oh, my God, like what's going on inside of me? There's a person that's saying, I'm here for you. We all go through this together. Just remember, none of it is your fault. It's your boyfriend who's a piece of shit. He's a he's a gaslighting narcissist. Your parents, they're not letting you be who you want to be. Society's holding you down. It's all it's the most woe is me. Are you sad? Yeah, you should be. The whole world is out to get you all the time. Because if we know anything, Andy, nobody is more attacked. No one is under more constant fire than white women who were raised in an upper-class household whose parents bought them their music career, picked up their family, and moved them to Nashville so they could pursue fucking country music paid for them to produce her, their fucking first album. No one is under more attack than rich white women. And we need to do something about it. So that's the appeal. <laughs> I, I did see something. I saw. I got I to gotta pull this up. I saw something I was reading again in the local paper. Like the line, like, like the line for the merch. People are like, Ruther's really going to open with this. But but I'm like fascinated by it. So the line for the merchandise is, I'm not exaggerating. It's like half a mile. Like I was, I was, I was looking at a thread. It's like some young teenage girl, right? In Cincinnati. Yeah. And she's like documenting when they got there at like midnight to wait in line for the, the tour merch, right? So she's been waiting in line and I'm just like following this thread, which is like nobody's following. It's just they posted it in the paper. So I clicked on it. And then it gets to the point where she's finally up to buy the merch. And I'm seeing this. And I just started laughing. So this is true. Uh, A tour water bottle. It's a little hard one to say. Tour water bottle from this era's tour is $25. Mm -hmm. A tour bracelet Mm -hmm. is $35. Like, $35. And this is why I'm like laughing. Like these are like teenagers who have no money. Like, don't worry. Their parents will pay for it. Their parents just paid for them to go thousands of dollars to go to this concert. And, and listen, these are the parents of a small young girl who's about to slide out of fucking orbit with her mental health. Because the whole world is out to get her. And if you don't, and daddy, if you don't buy me this $25 water bottle right 
now I'm going to talk about you in therapy for the rest of my life. It's just fascinating to me. Like, I know you spent $2,000 to get me here because I said if you didn't, that I would kill myself. But now I'm going to kill myself again, unless you get a bracelet that says mentally healthy. Also, the sweatshirts are $75 because no, yeah, literally, $75, nobody takes advantage of their fans more than this absolute well, fucking trash bag. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was like, talk about taking advantage. And look, I look, you make the money you want to make. I'm just saying, at what point? $25 for an official tour water bottle? Dude, it's nuts to me. So, yeah, this is all new. I'm like. And is there some sort of a discount if you pay with the money you made from the Girl Scouts? Is there some sort of a discount if you show that you're like a young woman who's still. No, 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 no. Get your dad to fork over his credit card. This bitch needs another private plane. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you know that story. The number one artist that's doing damage to the environment. Taylor Swift just taking her private jets fucking 20 minutes at a time. Fire up the private jet. I'm going to get fucking in and out burger. I did see some things like that when that came out. It's the sad fucking, it's the all men are trash girl who ends up being a fucking divorcee standing in her doorway with her fucking oversized cardigan on going, my, I, I need my fucking alimony, Steven. How am I supposed to pay you alimony when you made me take the girls to the Taylor Swift concert? It cost me $11,000. Not my problem. Work harder. I just like, like I said, I, I was interested in the fan base because you see the diehard women in their 30s and then you see the 11 year olds. Yeah. And the, re because the reason they I bring that up is like, on their fucking trauma. They just, but that, they've said, that's they rare. said, little Stacy, remember this. You see how much I'm struggling? It's because the man is out to get you. And you remember that. You're 11 now, but keep that in your heart forever. Life isn't fair. The man is trying to hold you down. And by the man, I mean all men everywhere. All men are trash. But like, again, I find that rare because again, like I just cited randomly Madonna and like Lady Gaga. And I would have argued like Madonna's fan base was not like young girls. It was like women, very large in the gay community. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is an interesting crossover where I'm like, wait, the woman, like, I'm just going to post this comment from Chris Vassianto. A grown-ass co-worker of mine wore her Taylor Swift quarter zip around the office, showing it off after going to a recent show. Insane. This is what I'm talking about. It, it, well, who are you telling? Look at who you're talking to. I'm literally the president of the Taylor Swift is running a fucking cult. It's like, I'm, 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 I'm shadow banned on three social media sites for criticizing Taylor Swift. I put up a joke. Uh, Taylor Swift, and then every TikTok I've put up since the first joke, not the bit I did, by the way, not the bit, the just the one line joke that I did from the golf course. Every, every single clip I've put up since then on TikTok has been flagged for bullying. Read, did you see the video I did on the fucking on her on on Instagram about her and fucking Bob Dylan? I mean, read the comments under that. 
I didn't read the comments, but yeah, I'll check them out. It's a cult. It's an absolute cult. Imagine fucking riding. Imagine being 12-year-old Andy Ruther, 15-year-old Andy Ruther, 19-year-old Andy Ruther, or for a lot of people, 35-year-old Andy Ruther and being ready to fucking die for like, I don't know, Blink-182 or whatever. (laughs) You know, like I don't even know the fucking equivalent. So fucking, you know, Harry Styles. Just imagine being out there and being like, yo, today I go on the internet. And if I find some people talking shit about Harry Styles, I fucking dox them. Bro, I'm looking at at these comments. I told you the story about the girl who went on fucking stage after me and lost her mind, right? Yeah. Yeah. She was like, imagine I did this to imagine I made fun of Bruce Springsteen this way. I was like, dude, you could behead Bruce Springsteen on stage. You could hold his bloody head on stage. And I'd be like, if that's your comedy, you think I give a fuck about Bruce Springsteen? You think I give a fuck about literally any artist? I'm a Radiohead fan. You too. Fucking The Strokes, Pearl Jam. You think I give a fuck? I make fun of Eddie Vedder all fucking day. Bro, I'm looking at these comments. It, it is truly insane. It is a cult. Like, there's fan- here's what I'm, here's what I'm like fascinated by. There's fandom and then there's cult. Like, U2 is gonna garner, and you've been to U2 concerts. Like, I haven't, but like, it's like if they were coming to Cincinnati, it's gonna garner that same fanfare. As far as wow, like U2 is coming to town. But this is like next level, like you're saying, to just defend the artist till death. No, no room for jokes. No room. Do you think I was out there on the internet when fucking everybody was dunking on YouTube for the free album, just like in every single person's replies, being like, "Can we just talk about how this money's going to Africa? <laughs> what do you hate people with AIDS? <laughs> like I don't give a fuck." Yeah. Make fun of fucking you too. You think I give a fucking shit? You know why? Because I don't give a fuck about like I'm not out here defending hundred millionaires and billionaires. It's nuts, man. Not to mention, you know, Taylor Swift the fucking was was dating like a fucking the last guy she was dating was on a podcast talking about he he jacks off to degradation porn. He likes to see black girls being tortured. That's what gets him off. See meanwhile, meanwhile, Bono's like, I'm going to Africa to spend literally every dollar I made on the last tour on fucking mosquito nets. And she's like, I'm into fucking Nazis. And people are like, she's a queen. And Bono's feeding me free music like a monster. It's pretty crazy, man. Like. Like, I mean, it's it's. Like what it hit me was when somebody said, I guess I never thought of it, they go, it's going to be the biggest concert to ever hit Cincinnati. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, really? And I looked it up. It is. It'll be the biggest concert ever. Sold out back-to-back shows. We all know what those tickets are going for. 
But hey, if you guys want a $25 bottle of water, have at it. $25 for a bottle of water? $25 for a bottle of water. It's not a bottle of water, Andy. It's a water bottle that you can reuse forever. So every time you drink water, you're drinking from the river of Swift. Here's a suggestion. Prano should write a song about overcoming his haters slash death threats. <laughs> the the other thing, you know, it's a cult is like when, the, when anytime anybody wants to reply, it's you hate all women. I'm like, why do I hate all women? Just because I hate this one fucking chick. What? Like, how, how do we make that leap? Oh, yeah. You, you're just a misogynist woman hater. <laughs> why? I, I get along with. My girlfriend, my mom, my sister, many women in my life, my friends, girlfriends, wives, my friends, family, whatever. I just hate one woman. Yeah, it's like that. Bill Burr had that bit on that on the hashtag believe all women. He was like, all women, all women. Yeah, but it's like why? But that's how crazy cult they are. They're they're her fucking. She's their fucking leader. So if you hate her, you hate all women you hate all of us imagine if you're like dude you too fucking they gave me that free music and they're giving money to africa but i fucking hate them and it's like why do you hate all irish people why do you hate you hate irish people you just hate them all it's like nah dude i just fucking hate that one guy i i just think like again i've been pretty much in the dark on all this but it's it's pretty nuts, man. Like when you, when you reach this level of just ride or die fandom. And you know who else had that fandom is uh, Sean nope. Weiss from the Mighty Ducks. Sean Weiss. Did you go to the show? <laughs> I didn't. He did a stand-up show here in Cincinnati last night. Did not get the same fanfare. Should have. Definitely should have. It's Taylor Swift, but I was having fun because Randy Ruther was. I heard there was a two hour line for signed Goldberg the goalie masks that he was selling for $700. Yeah. No, I didn't go, sadly. Yeah. Playing dad duty. I'm basically Mr. Mom at this point. So, I mean, the kid's ruining everything. I can't, you know, I can't go see. See amazing stand up. But what are you gonna do? Wait wait until she gets into Taylor Swift and, and you find out that you've actually been ruining everything the whole time with your penis. Because you're the devil. Yeah, I guess that I guess I do get for get to look forward to those days. Teenage girls. Your wife your I almost called your wife, your baby mama. She's not into the Everybody calls her my wife. She's not in the Taylor Swift. Good. You got to get one there, Andy. Maybe maybe your daughter has a chance. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, I, I could name one song. Shake it off. That's basically the only one I could name, which is which is crazy that somebody's that big and I and I and I can't name that many songs. But uh, we do have some sports to get to. We got a few sports. We got some breaking news here. Do we? I mean, nothing major, but uh, an update on all this gambling with NFL players. Okay. Colt Isaiah Rogers and Rashad Berry and free agent Demetrius Taylor have been suspended indefinitely 
released the conclusion of the 2023 season for betting on NFL games during the 2022 season. And instantly the Colts cut them. Wait, Ale- all, all of those guys were on the Colts? I believe so. Uh, allegedly, Isaiah Rogers. Right. Had he a was- one thought. He's a kick returner, right? Yeah, yeah. Allegedly, he had a $1,000 bet on the over-under rushing yards of a Colts running back. I assume <laughs> said Colts running back is uh, – who was the guy from Wisconsin? Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. So here we are, NFL. Here we are. Seems like we have some issues. How is that even like, I don't even understand like the rushing yard. Like if you're betting on your guy, like how, like, I don't understand how this affects the game. Like I get how they don't want people involved and whatever. But again, like we're saying with all this, the fan duel, the fucking Caesar sports, there's, there's, I believe there's four major gambling partnerships with the NFL. MGM, Caesars, FanDuel, tra- DraftKings, and whatever. Draft You're right. Um, so like the daily fantasy thing or the whatever, and like even that, like a season, you're betting a future on your guy. You're just like, yo, we're gonna be good this year. He didn't bet he was gonna have under a thousand yards, and now he's fucking tripping the dude on the sideline and shit. But wasn't that the Pete Rose problem? He was betting, always betting on the Reds. Well, I mean, I think Pete Rose was betting. Like, dude, you're the manager of the team. True. Right? So here's what's crazy. Like, I'm going to cross over as we have this discussion into two sports because this is what's going on. Have you read the new NBA collective bargaining collective No, bargaining I've seen agreement? a couple of bullet points, but no. So here's what's wild. NFL is being, you know, they're throwing down the hammer on this stuff. The NBA is doing, they're doing the complete opposite. Listen to this. The NBA uh, is allowing players to promote slash endorse sports betting and with fantasy companies. Well, how can you not? Yeah. Like that, that's part of the. Oh, oh but that, Joe, Joe, that's not it, all of it. So. NBA players can take up to a 1% stake in a gaming company that takes NBA wagers and up to 50% in ones that don't. So to repeat that, the NBA is saying you can take a 1% ownership stake in a gaming company that allows gambling on the NBA. They're doing the complete opposite. Yeah. Now it'll get muddled up too, but it, it's to be honest, it's a different approach. I I like that approach better. Well, I just don't understand how you can possibly do it where you're saying you guys can't be involved in this. Like there were there was a time, and I remember I pitched the the NFL on a show that included we were going to talk gambling. It was like no. Cadell was like, no. 
no, you can't do gambling. You can't, it has to be like, it has to be like, uh, how, um, Chris Berman used to do it. Like the Swami will, he's picking the 16, 15 game. And you're like, what the fuck? And it was like his way of being like, I like these guys for fucking cover, you know? Um, so there was a time when it was like, the NFL was like, everything having to do with gambling has to be separated from sports. Now, if you look at the, if you look at the sports sort of world in, at least in the United States today, if you look at the playing field, the biggest events on a, on a case by case basis. And then on a league by league basis, the ones that are propped up by gambling are the biggest thing. I mean, the NFL is the biggest thing in America. It's the Super Bowl, so much gambling, March mm-hmm. Madness, the Kentucky Derby, all this stuff. Like, go related to gambling. Yeah. People don't bet on baseball as much. And baseball is not that fucking big. And honestly, one of the things that has kept baseball alive for the last 20 plus years is that people like to do fantasy baseball. That was the first thing. That was doing fantasy, fantasy baseball. That was the first fantasy I ever did was fantasy yeah. baseball. Roto baseball back yeah. in the day. Like that got, then that got into all the other sports, football and basketball and all the things. But like all of this stuff is so propped up by gambling. And now you, now we've gotten to the point where Goodell isn't saying we don't talk about gambling anymore and we have to do it in this tongue in cheek way and whatever. No. We have four major NFL partnerships with online casinos. But you guys can't gamble or talk about gambling or promote gambling. It's like, okay. It's like the NFL being like, you also can't drink beer or drive trucks. You can't, you can't have anything to do with dick pill companies. You're like, but, but like I watched the NFL on Sunday. There's, there's only three commercials. Beer trucks and boner pills. And now online gambling. Those are your four commercials. Like, what else are we seeing commercials for? Fucking the occasional fast food spot? Cars. Yeah. But you said trucks, yeah. Calvin Ridley has been suspended for getting a Ford F-150 Super Duty (laughs) Hemi. What? Well, you said it best last episode. I never thought of that. The Saints literally play in the Caesars Superdome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a stretch, but you could argue like, hey, they're playing in a casino. Yeah. Their home field's a casino. I mean, didn't, first of all, and my brother just reminded me this the other day, Pete Rose bet the Reds to win the World Series, <laughs> which is oh, fucking Pete Rose. Great bet. Back in whenever, but didn't that didn't he place that bet? Like, isn't the casino like in the stadium or at the stadium or by the state? Like, it's like it's at the stadium. It's in the stadium. It's yeah, at yeah. the stadium. It's at the stadium. The stadium is a sports book. Yeah, yeah. It's literally there's a MGM at the Great American Ballpark. Yeah. What the fuck are we talking about? I be- I believe I could be wrong. I believe the Bengals' new sponsor, which they chose a smaller one, Classic Bengals. Maybe they're getting a better deal. Bet Fred. I believe just one guy placing bets named Fred. Yeah. Anyway, I believe Bet Fred will also be at the stadium. Right. Fred's made a lot of money on his company. He's able to afford two Taylor Swift water bottles. <laughs> um, 
But listen, I understand you if you're a league, if you're the NFL specifically, if you're a coach, you're not allowed to participate in gambling. That's just like a no a no brainer, right? Um, if you're a player, the idea of betting on games is seems a little, yeah. I, they're, they're, the integrity of the game is hurt by that. But doing like daily fantasy stuff, participating in a fantasy football league, betting on uh, a future of your guy, some guy in your team or some guy on another team to like go over X amount of yards. Like, I just don't see, we're just stretching it now. And then they're like, well, it's a slippery slope. How do we make those fucking rules? I don't know. On a case by case basis, like every other crime ever fucking committed. Well, like I said, the NBA is allowing you to. The, you can't bet, but they're giving other options, saying you could have investments, right? In gambling companies, you know. So the, they're also saying. You can invest in cannabis companies. I don't, I don't know what the NFL rules in that, but the NBA is saying if you want to invest. Also, the new NBA collective uh, bargaining agreement. If somebody really wants to get rich, they'll do the meta world peace thing, but they'll be like DJ DraftKings. Like just change your name to fucking DraftKings. Make all the monies. That's what I would do. Yeah, that's smart. If I was an NBA player right now, I'd be like, I want 1% of bet MGM. And I'd change my last name to bet MGM. Players can now invest in NBA teams through investment funds. It's insane. So imagine not being able to say Jonathan Taylor is going to get a thousand yards, but being able to invest in the fucking Nuggets while you're on the Suns, and then losing games to the Nuggets. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's just like I know we talked about this before last. I was it's like it's like where does this go? Because I understand. On one angle, but you can't if you're you're already in bed with them, so you can't just put these restrictions. And you know, like the boomer response will always be, "Oh, uh, you know the rules. Yeah, the rules are you can't bet. They can't bet right. on it, so don't bet. Those are the rules." Okay, well, a lot of rules are stupid. Like especially when the stadium has a casino in it to bet. It's crazy, man. I was reading, too, speaking of the NBA, the Lakers are going to try to keep this core intact, and they're going to supposedly, I don't know if you saw this, normally they've been trying to upgrade around Davis and LeBron. They're going to try to keep, they're going to throw all the monies at Austin Reeves, which is interesting. I mean, listen. They want to run it back. They want to run it back. They made it to the Western Conference Finals. They made it to the Western Conference Finals. You have the last days of LeBron, which if 
I mean, obviously the 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 most the single most important thing on this team, besides if you take LeBron James out of it, the single most important thing on this team is the health of Anthony Davis, right? Mm-hmm. So if Anthony Davis is healthy, so many things change. One, you can get LeBron a little rest. You can you can have one of his. You can have a groin pull that keeps him out two weeks to save you know, the wear on his tires and whatever. But a healthy Anthony Davis makes it makes his team very dangerous because the way they played last year, especially down the stretch, the difference between them last year and potentially next year is if you play how you played down the stretch, not how you played at the beginning of the season, you cruise into a playoffs as opposed to, you know, you're a five seed or you're a four seed or you're a six seed or whatever, as opposed to fighting to the very last day to be a 10, nine, eight, whatever, and just get in that play in. I think their idea is we can run it back and we can be a playoff team. And I think smartly, like so many teams that have had aging stars in the past, the, the fucking seed doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to beat any everybody anyway. They lost to the Nuggets in the NBA in the Western Conference Finals, right? It's like you're gonna have to play them. If they had lost to the Nuggets in round one, they still lose to the fucking Nuggets. It doesn't really matter. You got to play the best. Um, and I mean, look at the Heat; they go for from an eight seed. So I think the the thought process is Austin Reeves played really well. We give them the money. We run it back. We're the same team we were at the end of last year, which means we're a top four team in the West. We get to the, you know, we, we're, we're in a playoff. We're in a top six or top Mm -hmm. five or top six playoff position. And then trade deadline next year. Maybe there's a guy out there on a buyout. Maybe there's a guy out there that we can swing a trade for, but we're good enough right now to be in the mix. And then we can make the big move later on if we need to push us over the top. Yeah. It's a lot harder when you're a seven seed, man. I mean, you start off, you got to go against the two seed, right? Then the Warriors, like, and I don't think anything changes. They don't beat the Nuggets. They got swabbed. Nuggets right. are a better team. But when you have to go through the gauntlet, that's why the Heat thing was so impressive because they had to go through everybody and they still made it to the finals. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how everything plays out in the offseason. I mean, I guys. think if you if you look at what Austin Reeves did, it's hard not to be like, hey, we want to keep this guy. We like him. He's a creator. He's a shot maker. He's a guy that, as he gets older and gets a little bit more developed, can even maybe, like, it feels like he's the kind of guy who can have, like, huge games for them. Wasn't there a rumor he was spotted at a bar with Taylor Swift? Was there? I'm being dead serious. Why are you doing this to me today, Andy? <laughs> Everybody loves Austin Reeves until tomorrow when it turns out he's the devil and then their season gets submarined by the fact that 100 million women decide that he is the worst. As I say in my joke, poor Jake Gyllenhaal woke up one day, found out he was being canceled for missing a brunch during the Obama administration. Oh, his brother shot it down. There's no, I'll tell you one thing. 
Austin Reeves is about to be real rich, real rich. And he's about to be a, and he's already a beloved Laker. Mm-hmm. There is no, this is, I mean, you think the Kardashian curse is bad. Like there is no worse thing he could do for himself. Well, apparently he's not with her. Yeah. But I'm saying the rumor started and it's out there and you know, she's the kind of person I'll be like, Oh, is that a thing? Is that a thing I should do? Like I haven't done an athlete. Should I do an athlete? And then just literally ruin the dude's life. When he's like, oh, my God, you're the most high-maintenance person of all time. You carry around your cat in your backpack. I literally just started dating a fucking 33-year-old super Karen. She carries around a cat in a backpack? Bro. I don't think you understand, dude. She's like, she's just like one. She's the world's. She's like a, she's like a Voltron of red flags. A cat in a backpack? You're already sus with the cat thing with me in the backpack. No shit. That's crazy. Also sus. I think I don't know if you saw I put it on Instagram. Recently walked into her fucking studio in Philadelphia Eagles gear. Oh, she did? Yeah. She's the devil. Episode nine forty nine. Taylor just, Swift is the devil. Imagine the a, comments we get there. Just a fucking, just a uh, like a high maintenance cat lady Eagles fan. Not, I'm sure she's never watched a single football. Game I was just gonna ask, like, life. what's her connection to the Eagles? She's from like, she's from like Pennsylvania, kind of. So again, I knew nothing about her. Kind of. Her daddy was like a fucking Wall Street guy, and then bought like a fucking. You need an. You need a farm. You need a. a Prano, guys, Prano needs a podcast called Not Taylor Swift. Dude, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm looking for in you know the streaming service or the investor that wants to make my one man show. Fuck Taylor Swift. It's also, by the way, it's dropped. It's it's pushed me that much further into my Miley fandom. Miley Cyrus is everything Taylor Swift pretends to be, the great Miley Cyrus. I'm a Miley Stan at this point. Like you're legit Miley Stan. Oh yeah, dude. The new album, Flowers. That fucking that song's a first of all a bad. Is it pop? Is it country? Is it mix? No, it's pop. Okay, you, you haven't heard country? it. No, 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 I haven't. Oh man, I'll check it heard, out. You haven't heard Flowers? That I'll was like a out. hit. That was like a hit a, a month ago. It's huge. I mean, dude, hit me with a hit me with an old McDonald had a farm yeah. cocoa melon. If, I, if you I, if there, you, if you heard if you heard Flowers, you'd be like, I've heard this song. I feel like I'm missing so much in life. Well, you know, don't that, worry. Don't worry about the female pop stars you're missing out on. You're like six years away from having to deal with it every day for the rest of your life. I mean, my sister's wall, they she had like in sync and backstreet boys posters like on the ceiling and shit. Like that's gonna be your life one day, bro. You're 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 a girl dad now. You're gonna be like hairstyles fifty. Why do you have posters of them all over the place? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I guess I don't think about that stuff. That that will be a thing. 
Yeah. Oh, it's different now, right? The kids are all just, they're all about, they're not going to post. They're all just buried in TikTok. So I want to tell you something about TikTok now that I'm on TikTok. Mm -hmm. I see why it's addictive. Because the algorithm figures out what you like. So I, yeah, I fell down the rabbit hole of this guy's account. He takes like insane, like, Pentecostal church, like white people, like doing it, like, in, like, like insane, like they're almost being possessed. Yeah. And, and he would slap like rap music on it. And I just could not stop laughing. And I just kept going. It didn't matter. It was like the same basic video. I just kept going through his account and, you know, whatever rap song he threw on. And then he was doing other churches. He was going into like black churches and throwing the music on. And I just, I was like, this is my thing. This guy slapping rap music on giant mega church congregations yeah. or wild church. Oh, there's like there's another guy who used to do that where he take like crazy like fucking head banging metal videos and put like the Veggie Tales fucking song to it. It's like if you like to talk to tomatoes, and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and I just was like, at that point, I, I looked up and I was like, dude, you you haven't you've been done pooping for like 20 minutes. Like, yeah. get off the toilet. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's that the the TikTok algorithm. Once once it starts to figure out what you're into, like my brother will, my brother John will always send me videos, and he'd be like, I "Can't believe you haven't seen this yet." And I'm like, "Bro, my algorithm." He's like, "That's it's so viral." And I'm like, "Dude, your algorithm is sending you racist jokes because you are a piece of shit." <laughs> my algorithm is not sending me that. My algorithm is sending me golf swing tips and Taylor Swift hate. And so, Taylor Swift love because it's confused me for somebody who's just fucking. So I haven't even gone into the the sports stuff yet. So I'm yeah. saying like I was more into that stuff. Now, like if you go on our, if you go on, if you're on the dirty sports TikTok account, you can't scroll through videos without having somebody fucking write some shit about Jordan and LeBron. Oh, for sure. Because we put up four of those videos, and so now they're like, this is their market. You gotta teach. Like I gotta learn how to do the. What do you call it? The snitch thing where it's just the, the, the video over the video. Stitch, yeah. What is it I call it? Snitch. <laughs> it's not snitch? No, it should be though. The stitch thing. Why is it stitch? Because you're stitching one person's thing into your thing. Ah. Uh, by the way, RIP Stitcher, the podcast app. Gone? It's done. Done. Well, they were for a while, they were like the way for people to get like I remember very when I very Not first started on people. Yeah. When we very first started doing kooks, people were like, Can you be on Stitcher? And I was like, Why? And they were like, Cause we don't I don't have I have an Android. And now it's like, oh, it's on Spotify, it's on Google Play, it's on whatever. I think you could maybe even download the Apple podcast app if you're not on that i don't even know well you wouldn't be able to download it if you're not on apple i don't think right so we had a perfect game last night yeah although i want to put an asterisk next to that Ooh, i like this as a, as a yankee tater it's oakland oh that's your asterisk i mean come on I mean, it's pretty so <laughs> pretty hard to get it's 27 a up and down it's a triple a team it does beg the question I was thinking, and I couldn't come up with an equivalent across sports. It's only a 24th perfect game ever. 
What's the equivalent? Like I, I, I couldn't think of one. What is the equivalent of a perfect game in basketball, in football? There's only been 24. I just don't yeah. think there is one. Yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, I wonder how many quadruple doubles there have been. No, what obviously you're doing. Be? Well, you know, if you did blocks or steals or whatever, as it, as the fourth one. But it's but obviously that's you're you're doing so much more, you know. I it I almost feel like it's a uh, like in football. It's not the equivalent. There is there are no equivalents in in these sports, but like. I feel like the equivalent in football would be like a a 300-yard passing game with a perfect passer rating, which like tends to not happen, you know what I mean? Because like there's been perfect yeah. pass ratings, but usually the guy goes like 12 for 12 for like 190, and they just like blow a dude out, blow you know, blow the other team out. Yeah. I guess this pitcher has been getting rocked, right, the last few starts. Yeah. So Domingo German, German, Germain. Yeah. How's it pronounced? How's it pronounced? Do we know? Herman. There we go. Not even close. Oh yeah. Cause he's Dominican. The first Dominican Republic pitcher to throw a perfect game. Again, asterisk. It's against the Oakland athletics. Nah, no, that's not the asterisk. But, I mean, dude, it's no hitters are one thing. Perfect games, like a whole other fucking. Oh, that's what I'm saying. No errors, no. It's, it's walks, a team, no it's a team effort. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's mostly the pitcher, but it's still a team effort. So I put a question on the rundown for us to debate, since your Mets are in a tailspin. Yeah. The Reds are on the rise. I mean, Ooh. Currently. Okay. Again, it's just middle of the season. Right. Reds have, but this is this is historical. Reds have not won a World Series since 1990. Mets have not won a World Series since 1986. Correct. Who will win a World Series first? Ooh, I like this. You have a young roster where the pitching's all, they're all hurt. But if the pitching pans out, we, we see what the lineup is doing. They have potential to be good. Potential. You know, it's a big question mark. The Mets are the opposite. They have the big banked owner, big bankrolled owner. Who's going to win a World Series first, the Reds or the Mets? Well, um, there's nothing. So yesterday, and let let me start with this. Uh, Steve Cohen had his press emergency press conference Mm -hmm. he said fucking nothing the new york press lobbed him softballs he said nothing i mocked it on twitter he basically said sorry i is trying i is keep trying um it was pathetic it was it you know no talk of the analytics thing no talk of but you know essentially backing the gm and show walter essentially saying oh maybe we'll trade people maybe we won't i guess we'll see in a couple weeks but that being said, 
Winning a World Series is very hard. Uh, neither of our teams have done it in 30-plus years. Mm-hmm. The easy answer is to say, if you look at the Reds, they're young, they're built to win in a couple years. But again, winning a World Series is hard. The, the Mets have been where the Reds are. I mean, remember when the Mets had all the young pitching in the world? Now where's Harvey and Syndergaard and DeGrom and Steven Matz and all the people? Like, that shit falls apart real fucking fast. But, um, in theory, the Reds are... In theory, I would say the Reds. But in reality, I would say the Mets. And the reason is, I'm basing this on the thing that got you off the reds last year, which was your owner saying, where are you going to go? Nothing is more prop. You're, you're from a financial standpoint right now. Your owner is literally the fucking South park jacking off meme. He's not paying anybody and he's selling out full weekend series. This is the greatest fucking thing that ever happened to a baseball owner is when you're young and cheap and exciting because now you're just stockpiling dough. But I think it's, I think if you're a team with an owner that's willing to spend and you get close in baseball, an owner who's willing to take big swings is more likely to push you over the top to the tune of a world series. Yeah. Then a guy who goes, Hey, uh, we're just making a ton of money and who knows, maybe we win the world series this year. Hey, maybe, maybe we catch lightning in a bottle. Maybe these young guys, maybe the pitching all comes back and whatever. If you're not willing. And this is what I said last year. This was where my first, um, animosity towards Steve Cohen when it came to this Mets regime started was last year at the, deadline he didn't go get robertson the phillies did and they went to the world series he didn't go get soto and the padres did and they beat the mets in the playoffs he didn't go get this guy and like all those teams that made those big swings did it and i think you know with the mets having some good young talent right now that they're not giving up for whatever reason they'd rather pay you know all Verlander and Scherzer, all this money so that they don't have to like trade some of these guys to get whatever for them to do that and have a young baseline and then have an owner who's willing to make the push. I would think hopefully learned his lesson as compared to an owner. Like there's a lot of teams, the Oakland A's who you just talked about are now like an asterisk minor league team. Think about how many good young teams they've had and been in contention and not had the owner to say, fuck it. We're going to take a lump financially the next couple of years. But if we go get this guy right now, we can win a world series until your owner proves that they're willing to do that. I think I, I think no matter what the situation is on the rosters, I have to lean toward the Mets. Yeah. I tend to agree. You take this year trade deadlines coming up. Right. They're contending for first place. They're in first place. It's like, are they going to get pitching? No. Right. Like Max Scherzer right now, there's a talk. Of, will the Mets trade Max Scherzer? You know, 
there's a situation where um, the Mets pay a team like the Reds to take Max. Like they go, we'll just pay his whole salary. We're paying it anyway, but we want great prospects. And you give that back. Sure, that's there. But if you're essentially, if you're doing a deal, if the Reds are doing a deal with a team that's not the Mets, are they taking on the financial burden for a shot at the World Series? And then let's say, let's say your owner right now goes, we're not winning the World Series this year, but we have a young team. We'll, we'll be able to contend for the next couple of years. That in sports these days is the worst strategy. You need to take your fucking swings when you got him because from a year, dude, no one thought the Reds were going to be good this year. And the, and, and you know, who's a bigger clown than anybody who thought the Reds were going to be bad this year. People who think the Reds will be good next year. Cause there's just no proof in sports these days that teams are building this consistency to win. Unless you're like five franchises. Yeah. Like the idea of being like, we're great. Okay. Well, what about when everybody figures out these rookies who just fucking came up and the whole, and there are potential holes and whatever. Again, Shoei Otani has proven himself, but there was a time where we were talking about Yasiel Puig, like he was Shoei Otani. To bring it again, back to your girl, Taylor Swift, her effect is so large. The Reds moved up their game because of the concert situation and the stadiums being next to each other. So their game this weekend, the one game against the Padres, or maybe both, the the times have been altered because of Taylor Swift. It's unbelievable, Joe. Well, I see you're wearing a Miller but, Light hat. But, but hold on, Andy. Before we get into that, you didn't answer. I think Are, it's the Mets. I think oh, it's okay. the Mets. You, so you you essentially agree with? Well, my, I uh... agree. I just like the money. Here's the thing. Th- there is something like I said, the trade deadline where you have young talent, and you you can see like when you have a legitimate core, which I think they do. You're like, hey, they, like like you keep these guys around you're going to have a good lineup for a while, but pitching is always, as we know, hit or miss and you have to get pitchers, whether it's the off season or a trade deadline. Like, like when I was a young Reds fan in, in the early and mid nineties, when they were always competitive, they would make those moves. Oh, we're going to get David Wells at the trade deadline. You know, we're going to get so-and-so under March shot. Like, okay, they're, they're make, they're taking chances. They're trying to compete for a world series. I just don't see them doing that, especially now. The argument is we don't want to give up our prospects. Right. Why would we do that? And that's essentially, listen, I think that there's a couple different, we, we've talked about this across sports. Um, if you're the Patriots and, 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 and honestly, even the Patriots at this point have to, you know, the, 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 the dynasty is over, but there was a time with a team like the Patriots where you go, I understand you making decisions that think that, that you think gives you the chance to win. They, that you think increases your chance of winning two more Super Bowls 
even if it maybe hurts your chances of winning one this year. Whereas I think for the majority of sports franchises, this is across the fucking sports landscape. Your strategy has to be get one and then figure it out. I mean, look at those Marlins teams. There's two different Marlins runs where it's like, okay, we've got a little something here. We go all in and then we eject immediately after it's like, get your world series. And honestly, that's why the last year for the Mets was so frustrating. It's like you're a 101 win team and you made decisions based on, well, we don't want to give up this prospect and this prospect and this prospect because we want to be good long-term. We haven't won a world series in 37 years or whatever it is. Like win a fucking world series now and then figure it out. Yeah. Right. And I just, well, think that- it was the Rams approach for football. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just think these teams, if you're a team and your strategy is, will we want to make a, we want to make a decision that helps us win five world series a decade from now, you might still have zero. And then what the fuck do your fans care? And now you've started some other rebuild and you started some other new thing and you started whatever. There's a lot of franchises that have gone that route. And how did it pay off for them? You know, I mean, you you look at a team like the Yankees, The Yankees haven't won a fucking world series since 2009. We're going to have 15 years since the Yankees have won a world series. The Yankees. Yeah, it's crazy. So I just think if you're a team and your thing is like, let's keep our prospects. We're going to be good long-term. Okay. If you're the Astros, I guess sure. you have a track record that you can do this and then you can take the big swings and get the Verlander when you need him. But the Braves, this, you know, this, this, monster in the NL East. It's won 25 of the 30 NL East titles since they've been there. They have two World Series championships. They've won in 1995 and they've won two years ago. That's it. Imagine winning the NL East every year for two decades and you win all World Series. Yeah, well, yeah, it's not much. It's not, you don't have any show for it. Well, guys, we have a holiday coming up, 4th of July. So a lot of people say, well, this is 4th of July weekend. Can't think of a better time to crack open some Miller Lights. Holiday weekend is here. You're sitting by the pool. You're watching the baseball game. You're grilling with family, friends, loved ones, you name it. Just crack open a Miller Light. Enjoy that time. Hang out and crank up some... Taylor Swift songs, you know. Don't do that, Andy. Don't ruin <laughs> Don't ruin Don't ruin the beautiful picture you painted for me. That was like the thing in Happy Gilmore where he's in the happy place and then all of a sudden the motorcycle comes through and ruins it or whatever the hell happened. <laughs> I had my happy place. I had the little person on the yeah. tricycle with the, the, the you know, the girl, the girl holding the beer. The, the actress yeah. hold the beer. The girl holding the Miller lights. Yeah, no, I, I created that and then I and I ruined and it. And then you shoot him or Gavin me. Yeah, I was gonna say I shoot him or Gavin you. Yeah, guys, now's the time to enjoy those cold Miller lights. 
with the Miller Lite in your hand. Summer doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. You get Miller Lite delivered right to your door. Visit MillerLite.com forward slash Dirty Sports, where you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. I would like to put a call to action to all the dirt balls out there. Tag us on social while you're enjoying Miller Lights this weekend. Tag us on social while you're enjoying a nice cold Miller Light on 4th of July. And don't forget, guys, 4th of July, great holiday. But the true day is the day after. Miller Light Day, as I've deemed it every year. It's the official holiday of Miller Light. Joe Prano's birthday, July 5th. Take this whole 4th of July weekend and extend it to Wednesday. Because Wednesday is the true holiday. Miller Light Wednesday. Yeah, it's on a Tuesday this year. Not the best. But kind of the best, too, because you absolutely, everybody absolutely gets Monday off, right? Do they? For sure. Yeah. So you get Monday off and you get 4th of July Tuesday. It's kind of perfect. I don't know if you get Monday off. You have to. We're working Monday. We might be. The hard-working podcast crew. Are we? <laughs> I think we are. Okay. Oh, shit. I mean, she won't have a daycare open on Tuesday. No! I'm going to have to actually watch my daughter during the day. By the way, she does better in daycare than at home at this point, which is interesting. Better schedule. Weekends are chaos. And Just, adults who know what they're doing over there. And you know, I know what I'm doing. I, I try. It's not easy, Joe. I'll tell you that much. You can probably see it in my eyes. 345 wake up call. Just like does she does she, is she already like watching things on television? Oh yeah. That, oh yeah. Obsessed with Coco Melon or anything. Yeah. I could put on any game to just watch it. Yeah. I feel like Tug gave a great curse. He's like, he's like, has she hit the four month sleep regression yet? Like after last episode when we talked for a little bit. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh man, it's like a thing. Look it up. Like babies it's just it's something with growing like when they hit around four months they suddenly like stop sleeping if they are sleeping through the night they'll start waking up and i was like i was like no we're pretty good literally since that episode just like 3 a.m 4 a.m just I'm, and I, every time i just think of tug i'm like dude what the hell man why did you what why did you hug why'd you bring this up it's like it's like you the coker me. curse that's good. A little, little good little alliteration. Okay. Little NFL. Little NFL media discussion. The rumors of the Jets are going to be on hard knocks. Nothing confirmed. Wow. That'd be great. I'd be into that. Aaron Rodgers will hate that. Of all the, of all the teams. He will the, hate that. You think so? I think he'll hate it. And I was reading some things on it. So I guess how it works i think it'd be a, i think he might take it as he might use it to his advantage it could be a great way for him to push like rfk jr's presidential bid or something like that <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely a fucking rfk jr stand right 
I I don't think he is a uh, I don't think he's a stand of any of the people. I I see Aaron Rodgers playing one year with the Jets, rolling it into a twenty twenty four vice presidential RFK Junior <laughs> bid. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't know. I did read about how they handle it, and I guess the team has the final say over what's shown. Okay. Which is like, I read an article, but so the article was talking about like, this is where Aaron Rodgers, because, you know, I feel like he likes to get into drama with the teams he plays for, which obviously is only the Packers. But my point is like, if something doesn't go his way, I feel it then creates some sort of internal beef, which they're saying that could possibly happen, right? Because the Jets have the final say. Let's say the Jets are on hard knocks. They have the final say on what airs. Mm-hmm. And they bring up in the past when the Jets did it in 2010, the Jets okayed the use of the all-time Antonio Cromartie trying to recite the names of his kids. Right. Which then caused an issue with Cromartie, and he claims the producers asked him to pause and blah, blah, blah. And like, Just in and- case you're wondering, uh, Aaron Rodgers follows RFK Jr. on Twitter. I've, I'm, I'm, I'm sorting this out right now. He's tough to listen to that voice. Um, I, I think the Jets would be. I mean, as far as teams that 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 you'd want it like that are interesting. Well, they'd be I interesting mean, for sure. They've got to be. A, they've got to be a top three most interesting team, right? Oh yeah. No, we for don't sure. need the Cowboys again. I mean, I don't know. The Ravens have done it a few times, I guess, with the Lamar Jackson situation. Odell being added, that'd be an interesting one. Um, the Saints with the addition of uh, of Carr. Then you, of course, we've got Jameis one of one in there. Your boy Russ in Denver. That, that's there's there's certainly some did, did you see the meme? locker room drama you maybe see the, maybe Russ's old team in Seattle's kind of some interesting Pete Carroll's always interesting did you see the meme of uh the, the ride it was like it was it was playing off the the, the submarine that employee was like oh yeah it's like Broncos country that's right the ride <laughs> Which, for the record, the memes on the submersible, fucking amazing. Like the internet did well. I is it not? It was it not a submarine? Why? Why you go submersible? I'm being technical. It's technically okay. called a submersible. Okay. If we want to be technical, and I, you know that was my thing for a week, the submersible. Uh, you know, I, and the memes. I shut the dirt balls know me. Like I was getting a lot of DMs about the memes. They 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 know my brand of humor. I, I saw one that was like the most Andy Ruther meme of all time where the 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 big black guy's dick was the sub- submarine. <laughs> I didn't see. <laughs> Everybody knows who I'm talking about, right? <laughs> didn't see it. Now I'm going to. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. My favorite was probably the fuck the fuck around guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> with one side right, 
is the Titanic, and the other side is the you know the fuck around is the submersible. Yeah, those were those were pretty funny. So, so the rumor I, is it's the Jets. Yeah, rumor is it's the Jets. I'm, that'd be great. I'm into that. I feel like there has not been one that has like kept my attention since I don't even know when. When's the last one that we fully got locked? Like w- seriously, when's the last hard knocks that you were fully locked into? That's a good question. Fully I mean, locked the, the into the last I I, I want to say the last like two, three seasons were like bad. What was last year? The fact that I can't even think of it is not good. It was it was boring. And then two years ago was the Cowboys. We had we had Ram, and then we had what COVID year twenty twenty. We had Rams Chargers combo. Right, that was meh. Last year was Lions. Last right. year was okay. Mm. It was boring. We got a couple of grit things out of it, but it was kind of a one trick pony. Yeah, Cowboys were bad. Cowboys were bad. I was sick of them. COVID year was kind of meh. No, COVID year was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, Jets would be good. I'd watch Jets. I'd watch Jets. Jets would be good. So I guess J.J. Watt is going to join CBS in the studio analyst booth, which I just laugh at. I just don't find him interesting. Like, I could. There's. It's hard for me to find somebody less interesting. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's going to be in the studio. People love J.J. Watt. And I don't get it. I, and you're right. People yeah. do. They love J.J. Watt. I don't get it. He's just a meathead, guys. Let's just call it what it is. He's just a meathead, dude. But a lot of these guys are meatheads, but he's no, not even a meathead sure. with like a personality. No, he doesn't. So who's he joining? Is it going to be him? I mean, think about that crew already. That crew, the CBS crew was, it's Cower, it's Bill Cower, it's currently Bill Cower, Boomer Sizing, uh, who's the former wide receiver? It's uh, amazing. There's no real like Burleson. There's no real like uh, the NBA, like the TNT crew for the NBA. There's the 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 football equivalent of that is just the Mannings. That's yeah, the closest is. thing we have to like an interesting, fun football crew. Like, I know you're an NFL Network guy, and it's like, they're fine. They're better than CBS and Fox. No, they are. You're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not TNT. Yeah. Nobody is, to be fair. But I just don't know what J.J. Watts, like, what are you bringing to the table? Muscle milk? Protein powder? Creatine? A, a giant tire? <laughs> a bed that he sleeps in in the studio? Yeah. <laughs> sleeping under the under the desk. He just wore on me. He was one of those guys. I was just like, uh, we well, he's it. one of those guys. It's like good player. No, obviously no doubt about that. Hall yeah, of Famer, whatever. Great. But like one of those guys who just forced down your throat because they try to make a poster boy out of somebody. And it's like, you're not interesting. You're just not. And your brother's not. You, you Like you guys are great football players. You're great football players. Yeah. You're not somebody I want to go on the golf course with. 
you're not somebody I want to be stuck in a submarine with going back to that question. Just sitting over there eating gross subway sandwiches with your three yeah. brothers. I want somebody I can have a conversation with outside of the game. I just don't see myself ever having a conversation with JJ Watt outside of football. Like when you watch the, have you, have you seen clips now that you're on TikTok? Have you seen clips from the Kelsey brothers podcast? I had seen clips before, but I hadn't watched any on TikTok. But they're, but they're like, they're fun. They're interesting. They're good yeah. guys. You feel like you could sit there with them and have a fucking great time. Sure. Watching the Watt brothers do a podcast would be like fucking watching paint dry. Yeah. I know. I don't. I don't get it. I think it's a real. Today on the Watt brothers, we're gonna have a real great rundown. We're gonna talk to you about CrossFit, saluting the American flag, Subway sandwiches. Yeah, exactly. Here's one thing we're definitely not going to talk to you about books today on what on what on what. What'd you do for your morning workout, man? Yeah. Did you do cardio or did you open up with some push ups? What'd, what'd you make for breakfast? 14 eggs. What'd you put in them? Nothing. Oh, you just scrambled 14 eggs and ate them plain? Yep. You put ketchup on there, JJ? Nope. You chopped some onions or peppers? Nuh-uh. So you, sir, just eat 14 plain scrambled eggs. That's right. There for anybody starting a new job. Okay, let's 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 you know let's see. Let's actually go to let's go to his Twitter to see the announcement. I'll pull this up. This if is there's his, one thing I like, it's vanilla ice cream, 14 plain eggs, and talking football with the CBS crew. A little pro tip out there for anybody starting a new job. Uh, don't screw up the announcement. It's not a good way to start your first day on the job, especially if that job is at a global network with millions and millions of viewers, hundreds yes, of global. You just want to start off on a better foot. I will be working at CBS this fall. He was on the hat the whole time. I really should have known. Uh, but I am extremely excited. Jesus. We can tell you're Coach, excited. Boomer, Phil, and Nate. Uh, talk a little NFL this fall. Talk a little life. Uh, global platform yeah. to. It really is uh, a great it's opportunity. I'm very much looking forward to global it. Platform. Very much looking forward to talking NFL with all you fans. Jesus, this is bad. Hopefully giving you some knowledge, giving you a little experience, and maybe some laughs along the way. So, <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited and then we will to laugh CBS. like human beings laugh. <laughs> that was his announcement. That was his announcement. I'm, I'm joining a great global network. Me and Jim Nance are the uh, play-by-play crew on the sleep app on your phone. If you if you can't fall asleep, listen to me and Jim Nance call talk football. So I guess his first tweet was, "I just got a job at CVS." <laughs> LOL. Like the pharmacy. I honestly can't think of a more boring person. Again, it's not it's nothing against him as a person. Like, dude, you're just not interesting. And it's like you but didn't we say remember when didn't we say the same thing about Drew Brees? They were like, We're gonna give Drew Brees oh, yeah. forty million dollars. I was like, Why? Yeah. I don't wanna I I don't wanna listen to Drew Brees talk about anything. 
No, I, exactly. Like, like no, there's certain people just, and I'll, and I'll just say it. That's why I like the Tom Brady thing. I'll be curious how it plays out. Like, are you interesting enough? Because Greg, I think Greg Olson is good. I know it was only one year as the lead guy with Kevin Burkhart. I think Greg Olson is good. Yeah, but fucking Greg, the third leg, he was on Miami. He's in the seventh floor crew. Like, he's got a personality. You got a big dick? Yeah, you don't know that? Greg Olson? That's uh, That was in the seventh floor crew song. You remember the seventh floor crew song? Why am I not knowing that lyric? I think he talks about his third leg. That's hilarious. All right, let's get to <laughs> JJ Watt has the personality of a potato. <laughs> That's like yeah. a title episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm just picturing. I'd say it's 100 percent too. It's 100 percent true too. And think about like a baked potato. That's what I'm right? thinking. I'm thinking a, a voice moving on a baked potato. Yeah, but think about a baked potato, right? This is exactly what I was talking about. The ice. JJ Watt is a baked potato. He's just a side. He's like a side of baked potatoes. Like, hey, you want sour cream? No. Chives? No. Cheese? No. What do you butter. want? Your baked potato? Just nothing. Butter. I want no, it. No, no butter. I want no a JJ Watt style. I want it fucking just just a potato. DJ Watt is a plain potato. Yeah. A plain baked potato. And and, and for the record, that crew was pretty vanilla already. Yeah. Jesus. Boomer, Boomer. Sizen, Bill Cower, Nate Burleson. Like, don't tell that rest in peace, Walt Ruther, about Boomer, but come on, Dad. Yeah. Just saying. Okay, let's get to some calls. We had, we, had, we had some variety of calls going on, on the show today. Give us a ring. 310-359-8365 is the hotline. And we'll start off with, they're all non-sports related for the most part. Oh, great. Yeah. Which is funny. I'm realizing we have two calls Vegas related, and I didn't even realize that. Okay, so we'll start off with the Vegas calls. Hey, Joe and Andy. It's uh, Drew calling in from Austin, Texas. Um, quick question for both of y'all. Andy, I know you used to live in Las Vegas, and Joe, Vegas at this point is kind of like your second home. So uh, for someone who is planning their first trip to Vegas this year, uh, I'm going with a couple buddies of mine. None of us have ever been before. Not exactly uh, the going to clubs type, but uh, definitely like to drink. Definitely like to check out some sports books. Um, I wonder if you guys could recommend some spots for us for our uh, first time in Vegas. Uh, thanks, guys. All right. Well, a lot's changed since I've been there. Like a lot. Yeah, but you've been there a few times recently. No, for sure. Uh, well, I haven't been through since like 2020. Um, I mean, the strips changed a lot, but... Uh, you know what sports book you have to check out. Have you gone to the circle one? Yeah, it's amazing. S swim stadium. That's what I say. If you're going to do a sports book, that's the one. So th this, I'm going to share a picture of this so that the viewers can see who everybody is watching it. So this is the circle one. I mean, look at this. Yeah. 
So, so what is this? It's just, it's pool. It's a tiered pool. It's levels. It's, it's just, you're just at a pool and then they've got like 20 fucking screens. Um, I think that there's a ticket window there. I had made my bets before I went in, but I'm pretty sure there's a ticket window. There's a bunch of bars. There's a cabanas. And this like is it, in old Vegas. It's in old Vegas, but it's a new brand new casino. Yeah. Downtown in old Vegas. So, so, like, so, this, so this would be just so you know, this would be that. Da- so this would be down. Like this isn't the strip. This is what, what like when you live there, when you go there, it's called old Vegas. So this would be by Fremont street. This is downtown Vegas. You got this. I mean, this looks badass. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. I went there on a weekday afternoon and watched like a Mets Padres game and just like laid in the pool, watched a game. I'm sure on weekends it's crazy. I'm sure I think you I mean you always need tickets essentially to go. You need like I think it was like twenty bucks to spend the day there. So um Yeah, you're right. It's twenty bucks. Yeah. And that might change on the weekends. And I'm sure you, you know, to get in, I think you can reserve pool chairs or reserve cabanas or whatever. I think that's something to do for sure. Um, if you guys are sports gambling guys, uh, do that. Um, it's basically, it's basically a day club. So like to explain, yeah. like to explain to the caller, what's his name? I forget what his name, Chris, to explain to you, like, like this all started when I was leaving there, all the nightclub shit, which still exists, turned into like day club, the pools. Yeah. So like there's a fee to go to the pools and a lot of them, I don't know if they still do this. The big thing was they started making the pools topless or you could go topless. So like that was the big thing. If you're a drinker, you get, yeah, you got to do the day club pool. Scene. Yeah. Or just like, even if you're at the, you know, if you're at one of the good hotels, your pool is probably going to be popping off like the cosmopolitan or the aria or the win. Like, you know, as you know, all the, all the, like the, this like where the scene is is always kind of changing in vegas but i think those are uh, i like i like going uh hanging out the cosmo uh they have a pretty good um venue as far as like that i saw tom york there uh they have a cool like barbershop speakeasy bar um that's a cool i think casino to hang out at in terms of like gambling um, I used to be, I mean, this tells you how old I am. My shit used to be going to the hard rock. Now the hard rock's not even there anymore. Uh, uh, that, was, to, that was also off the strip. That used to be a hot spot. Yeah. Um, but sports books, uh, that, that, I mean, circa. And then also as, as Andy will tell you like that, the circus on one end of Fremont street, Fremont streets, all the old Vegas casinos. And it's kind of a fucking scene as well. I mean, it's oh, certainly, yeah. I would say that's sort of your Venice boardwalk of Fremont street experience. Yeah. Of uh, Vegas. Like it's a freak show down there on the, on the Fremont street experience. Um, but there's also some, like they've tried to make that like hip again. So there's some cool, like, you know, new craft cocktail bars and stuff like that, that are right off of Fremont. And then, there, you know, there are going to the Binions and the golden nugget and all yeah. that. shit's kind of fun and cool the history. Yeah. So, so if you're not a big club guy, but like, I'm sure Dre's was there when you were Dre Dre's was like the after hour spot. That was like just becoming a thing. But what you're saying near Fremont street in old Vegas, that's where tug tug me and his buddy. Mabe went Meb. What did I say? Mabe. No. Meb, I meant Meb. Well, that's where we went, 
and uh, we hit up some spots. And to be honest, I don't remember the names. Daddy over here at five milligrams that night was feeling a pretty. Good, but that's like for sure something to do one night is like go hit all the old Vegas casinos, maybe go to one of the buffets and get like an eighteen dollar fucking steak, all you can eat steak situation or whatever. And look, man, yeah, I don't know if you're a strip club guy, but like it's an experience. If if you if you want to go to like a a, a, for like a whole scene, go to Spirit Rhino, like check out the scene. Obviously, beautiful women, but the people. What's watching, the other one? What's the big? The one's like huge, right? Like in size. Is what, it? Um, why am I forgetting the name? I forget uh, too, but I have a fantastic success right there. If you guys know what I mean. I have never actually been to that strip club. Um, let's see here. This is, it is it's not diamond it's not crazy horse the library been there minx been there uh it's not scores been there is it sapphire sapphire massive it's huge huge i've actually never been in that one yeah yeah so check those places out so we have another call and then i think you know uh like i'm saying dre's after hours but now dre's has a day club um i was at the paris last time and they had a cool like outdoor like beer garden uh situation for game watching and shit like that you can't go to to top golf yeah i mean look man you like it's it's go to the go to the uh comedy seller at the rio if you want to see a comedy show or brad garrett's at the mgm where i'll be october 30th through november 5th good plug including the november 5th giants raiders game Good plug. Thank you. Dude, you can't go wrong. It's like, so you've never been to Vegas. It's sensory overload for adults. Like, it's, it's, it's pretty it kinda, insane. I mean, the move, like, for a typical crew that's going to Vegas, it's like, spend your day at the pool, get a good dinner, hit the casino floor, hit an after hours, get up, hit the pool, Hit the fucking sports book. Have a good dinner. Hit the casino. Maybe in after hours. It's like it's kind of like paint by numbers. You just, you know, move in and out. What pool you hit? What's your daytime activity? Maybe you go to Top Golf one day for your daytime activity. Go home, shower, maybe a nap. Oh, yeah. Nice dinner somewhere. I mean, the restaurants are fucking. There's bananas restaurants everywhere. And and look, if you're single, if your boys are single, like get laid, man. Just let it like Vegas, let it fly. Don't even wrap it up. Just let it fly. Just just completely throw caution to the wind. YOLO, right? Yeah. When's the last time somebody said YOLO? I think the last time you said it, because that officially ended it for everybody. <laughs> All right. Second Vegas call. Hey boys, it's a uh, crazy-eyed Sam Bradford here. Um, just calling for a possible idea for the the thousandth episode. Um, I was wondering if we possibly do a dirt ball meetup in Las Vegas, and maybe we could do like a package deal. Um, I know us dirt balls are willing to pay for years of entertainment, and we want to support the show. So I think I have two ideas. I think the first one, which would be badass, is uh, 
a suite at the Raiders Stadium with our knockoff Yofool Raiders shirt. Yofool. Um, that'd be badass, but a realistic option potentially, and it might rely on you, Joe, is a package deal at the Rio. We're willing to spend some money, um, maybe get a Joe Prano show, maybe some room. Um, if not that, maybe book a um, sports book area where we could all hang out and watch the thousands episode. I don't know, a lot of AZ boys that they all represent, so that's my question. Or if you guys have any other ideas, condoms are for pussies. I don't hate it. I, I don't. I was about to say that exactly. I don't hate it. When what do we have? A, do we have like a circled ish week for the some, thousand? Sometime time? in December. You got you know I'm looking at some Raiders games in December. You know they they have the Chargers on the 14th of the Thursday night Chargers game in Vegas. They got Chiefs the end of November. You know it could be fun. Ve- Vegas or or to be honest. Dude, rooms, you can get a big-ass suite. I'm not living with dirt balls. Who well, says we put all the dirt balls into a suite. We, or No, my point was like we could record a show. Oh, yeah, yeah. In a suite. The Sports Gambling Podcast did that a few years ago. Yeah. Like, I mean, Goldberg were on the show. And they had a... Just get like a, like a big-ass hotel suite? Yeah, and then dirt balls could come check it out. Yeah. Cause like logistically, like recording a podcast with all the noise in yeah. a casino is tough. I think what I think this, you know, I kind of like this plan. I think all the dirt. I think if the dirt balls of interest, you throw it in, right? And then what you do is you get the dirt balls all together. Like just everybody throws their like hundred bucks in. What kind of sweet? Put all the dirt balls in one sweet. Like just like the per- the presidential suite at the Cosmo is just filled with like fifteen dirt balls, and then we just show up, we record our podcast, and then I go back to like the room where I'm staying without fucking a bunch of crazy weirdos. But we all go out at night together. We all go to Top Golf. We all go to, you know, do the. We all get a, a suite at the Raiders Stadium. I'm having Chicago flashbacks. Yeah. Have we heard from Gino from Reno since, or is he still <laughs> passed out? In his that was the last time somebody said YOLO. <laughs> Gino from Reno said YOLO in Chicago and then died. I always had the image of his he's at that we were at that Irish pub real late one night in Chicago, and his hand is or his face is in his hand and he's sleeping like upright. I have pictures of that, and it's just like that's the last we heard. From Gino from That was the last time anybody said YOLO and and we were like, geez, you really do only live once. <laughs> he turned into a puff of smoke. He yeah. was like the submersible. It just, yeah. it just imploded. <laughs> they found his shoes days later. You know, I always remember about that night. Like I have I have weird memories about stuff, like just like my whole life. I vividly remember that bar was cranking. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You in August. And the bar was turnt. Like people were like, oh my God, it's Mariah Carey. People were losing their shit. And I remember after that, do you remember we went and got late night food? Yeah. Like in a sit down restaurant. Yeah. You get like cheesesteaks or something? I don't know what we had, but it, it was like, 
it was like a 3 a.m. meal that, that you'd be eating for like nine o'clock. It was it was crazy. All right, crazy. I kind of love this though. Is this a Reddit post? Where do how do we how do we like judge the uh how do we judge the interest? Reddit and Twitter. And and I'll do something on Spotify. We'll just hit all three of them. Yeah. Somebody right now who's listening to this, make the Reddit post. Or I can are, are you it. interested in a Vegas thousandth episode? I think if we get enough people interested, we get a suite where dirt balls either stay slash we record. We try to hit a game, maybe. Definitely try to make some comedy happen. Maybe we get a round of golf somewhere or and or top golf. We go we spend we definitely spend a day at the Circa Sportsbook. Maybe instead of even going to a Raiders game, we just get like a cabana, the Circa Sportsbook. Well, the pool wouldn't be open then, would it? In December? Sure, why not? It gets cold, man. It gets cold, but you never know. I have been kind of missing Vegas for real. I've had a little itch lately. Goldberg's like, oh, we're hitting up the Barstow Fat Burger on the way there. Goldberg's in, obviously. He's counting that $12 he's going to bet. The Colts kick returners are already betting the over-under on how many dirt balls show. He needs to spend, spend it for next year. I'll I'll put the over-under half a dirt ball that either is hospitalized or dies. Well, yeah, over under one hospital is over under 0.5 hospitalizations. I'm going over. Yeah. For hospitalization. 1.5 might be the better over under. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the last call. This is an anonymous dirt ball calling in from Area 51. Um, hey, I was wondering if either of you guys have been paying attention to or I've noticed some of the news that's coming out on uh, what are now called UAPs, uh, formerly UFOs. Um, but basically, there's this guy named David Grush, who is a former intelligence officer in the military. And he's come out and said that there's, you know, UAPs all over the place. And we've recovered crash, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, pretty, pretty crazy shit. Um, yeah, so curious of your guys' thoughts on that, in addition to... Um, if, you know, if aliens do exist, um, what type of sports do you think they'd play? Um, curious to hear your thoughts. Thanks again and have a good rest of your day. Bye. Is this real or is this trolling? No, I've seen a ton of this stuff. They did a 60 minutes about it like last year or something like that. There's naval footage of like objects flying in ways that normal earth bound aircraft don't fly speeding off and like way too fast a thing and moving in directions like and, and let me just say this because people always like ask this like aliens and ghosts like i believe in aliens one infinitely more than i believe in ghosts it's kind of it's very like egocentric to not think with as big as the universe is that all the stars that we see out there and all of them having solar systems and all of them having like the idea that we're the only life is nonsensical. It's not the, the probability of it is insanely dumb. Um, so yeah, the, I mean, I guess the question is, have they ever been here? And I think they have been here and what sports would they play? I think they would play small forward for the Phoenix suns. I feel like I've talked about this at length. <laughs> If Kevin Durant walked into a gym in the nineties, he'd be shot for being an alien because I believe he is an alien. 
Victor Wembanyama is just a a, a seven three and a half shooting guard who's dunking his own missed threes. I think they'd play in the NBA, guys. Yeah, I think they exist. I don't know. Just to think we're the only life form is crazy. We're clearly not. I didn't know they had called this. What is it? UAP? This is like you calling it submersibles. Yeah. It's just like, oh, UFOs fucking scare people. So we call them UAPs. So it's a. Uh, I think there was I, even. I think they even. I, this, the sixty minutes thing might have even come out like during twenty twenty or early twenty twenty one, and they were like, "Oh, they're sneaking this out during COVID, so people don't care." Well, they did. They did. Did they drop it in the middle of COVID? They did. Yeah. Unidentified aerial phenomena. Come on, it's not nearly as cool as unidentified flying object. What sport would they play? Yeah, man, I think all these athletes are freaks at this point, to be honest. I mean, they're all like super, superhuman. You know, like in, in, in like Men in Black, when like the things like reveal themselves as aliens. Like if, if at a press conference, Kevin Durant just like peeled his skin off and was like a seven foot tall. You would be like, yeah, we should have seen this coming. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder where he was really calling from. Were you really calling from era 51? Clearly no. I didn't think so. I did think of your boy Sam Tripoli when he called. Like, did you mean to call the other podcast? Give us a ring. Do you think Sam Tripoli has one hotline number for all of his 15 podcasts? Or do you think you have to call different (laughs) phone numbers? Do you think you have to state which podcast you're calling for? It's extensions. Yeah. For podcasts, for, you know, Tinfoil Hat Extension 1. I don't know. I lost track. Guys, give us a ring. 310-359-8365 is the hotline. I'll get those things posted. We'll see what the dirtball interest is. We're on social at The Dirty Sports. I'm on social at Andy Ruther. At Joe Prano on all social media. I have a bunch of shows coming up. Come see me, JoePrano.com forward slash shows. And pull up some dates right now. Uh, I'll be in San Diego next weekend doing Madhouse Comedy Club after I go to Mets at uh petco uh july 21st agua caliente casino out in palm springs uh hopefully i'll see our boy dj sizzle uh i'm doing august 4th and 5th at atlantic city comedy club in atlantic city new jersey august 13th boulder colorado boulder comedy show got some shows in denver the following week i think i'll be at um comedy works on that tuesday i believe it's the 15th I'm doing a don't tell comedy. Shh, don't tell anybody. That Thursday, the 17th, the 18th and 19th, I'll be in Steamboat Springs at the Steamboat uh, Comedy Show. And then, like I mentioned before, October 30th through November 5th, Brad Garrett's in Vegas, November 5th being a Sunday of Giants at Raiders. And then, just in case we have any dirt balls in the Great White North, November 17th and 18th, I'll be making my run through Alaska again. 
Follow me on all social media, especially Instagram, where I post all my flyers at Joe Prano. Uh, we do have an update before we leave on Baby Gronk. Oh, great. Uh, Rob Gronkowski is going to cease and desist him, he claims. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. He said it's the point. It's so awkward. It's gone too far. My brother asked me recently, hey, have you seen Baby Gronk? I said, I said, did I see him? His dad has hit me up 500 times already. Good. That's great. Good for Gronk. He's going to have to become Baby Watt now since the kid's so <laughs> fucking boring. Oh, man. Too funny. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. And as always, stay dirty.